Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is the show designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, M.D., and as always, it is my pleasure spending time with you on this broadcast with the goal that you will learn something that may take your health and your life to a higher level. I will remind you that the information presented on this broadcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended for diagnosis or treatment. Please seek advice from your healthcare provider before making any changes to your health. All right, as many of you know, obesity is a major problem in this country and it is responsible for many illnesses and even deaths. For some people, bariatric surgery has provided a way for them to address their obesity and live a healthier life. What we do know about bariatric surgery is that it's not a quick solution. It is certainly not without risk, and it's not for everyone. My guest today will share some information from her own journey with with morbid obesity to bariatric surgery, and now she's healthy and fit. Robin Robin is a wife, a mother of three, a registered nurse, and a certified hip-hop hustle instructor. She's also the author of a book that addresses this whole information about bariatric surgery. Her book is called Half My Size. Robin, at at a young age, battled eating disorders, and she went on to become morbidly obese. At age 37, she was facing major health illnesses and ended up deciding to have gastric bypass surgery. She has since lost half of her weight. She went from 300 pounds to 150 pounds. And she had been on our program before talking about getting healthy and talking about her journey. Today, we specifically are going to talk with her about uh, this idea of having bariatric surgery and what her journey with bariatric surgery is like. Robin, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dr. Diane. I appreciate being here. Now, as I mentioned before, you wrote this book, Half My Size, and I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about the book and why you decided to write it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I started writing it actually just to kind of, I wanted to kind of put some information out there from my own perspective about bariatric surgery, um, kind of what I thought I was getting into and what what I really was getting into. I wanted to share that perspective with folks that were going to have the surgery or had had it and were struggling. And then the other part is I wanted to speak to those that think it is a quick fix and it's such an, you know, an easy slam dunk. And it is anything but that. Um, and, and like you had said, it, you know, it's not without risk and serious risk. And uh, so I wanted to kind of you know, put some information out there from my own perspective on what it has taken for me 
to not mess it up, quite honestly, um, and um, and how I've taken it seriously and been able to transform my life and uh, everything about my health. So we know that a lot of people in this country are obese, but uh, not everyone decides to have bariatric surgery, even if they meet the criteria. And so I wonder, what was the moment when you knew this was going to be a part of your solution with addressing your obesity? After uh, a few uh, trips to the emergency room, I had, um, you know, had some serious issues with uh, a racing heart rate of over 200. That led me to a point in my life where I had a moment of clarity and I knew something needed to change. I knew my obesity was putting a strain on my entire body. Um, I couldn't barely walk up the stairs in my home without becoming short of breath. I certainly couldn't run around and chase my children. I was a bystander in my own life, and I watched everything happen, and I just sat still um, because I wasn't able to keep up physically. Uh, I knew bariatric surgery was uh, a very serious option for me when I went to my doctor, and I cried, and I honestly told him I did not know what to do and that I was scared for the first time and I was young I mean 37 years old I I couldn't get this under control and I think part of me didn't want to admit that but the other part of me was so scared you know the heart rate over 200 on several occasions and being rushed to the emergency room and not knowing how to get out of what I've gotten myself into uh, that discussion became um, what got me going in the direction of bariatric surgery. We discussed it that day. Uh, he is not a bariatric surgeon, my uh, my primary care doctor, but he, he told me some, some stories. He said, you know, I am letting you know that there are people out there that have had these types of surgeries that have gone on to lead healthy, productive lives after losing weight. Um, that got my attention. And I went and got some information, and I started the process of um, of getting you know getting everything in order to have that surgery. And I wondered, you said you had trouble getting this under control. So had you been uh, trying the dieting thing, the exercising thing for a while? What was going on there? Yeah, uh, I certainly had. I I had tried. I there are so many countless diets I have tried. Um, you know, none of which obviously had worked for me. I had tried up and down for so long um, and I was never able to to really have any you know progress I would gain I would lose five ten pounds and then I'd gain 15 back and um, and it just seemed very very difficult for me to to lose any weight and at that weight when I was carrying 300 pounds around I was constantly hungry and I know that sounds crazy but I was always always hungry and what I craved was Simple carbohydrates and sugar, and that entire roller coaster. I was always hungry, and then I'd crash, and then I was always hungry, and then I'd crash, and I had gotten myself on this this up and down swing um, where I, I just couldn't seem to not be hungry, and I couldn't seem to stick to anything other than carbs and sugar, and uh, I, I needed some help. And I wonder, in in your decision to have bariatric surgery, did you speak with any patients that had had uh, this procedure? You know, I I actually that's a wonderful um, question. I I did not. Um, I went to a couple of informational meetings, and those were all prospective bariatric patients that were just like me, getting getting you know getting their questions answered and checking things out. Um, but I didn't really discuss anything one on one. Since my surgery, I have discussed, I have talked to a lot of bariatric patients, um, 
and you know I've heard some stories. I've heard I've heard horrible stories. I've heard great outcomes like my my own. Um, I've heard things in the middle. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of information out there. And maybe for whatever reason, I wasn't supposed to talk to anybody and get a negative vibe from this. Um, the information I got was straightforward and honest, but it did have a positive outlook to it. Um, it, it, you know, it wasn't definitely was was not without risk. A lot of risk associated with this surgery, um, these types of surgeries. Um, so that was all you know straightforward and put you know on the table for me. But there was a very positive underlining tone to the to the process that you know if the surgery went well and I was compliant, that you know I had a really good chance of losing weight and moving in the right direction. So for people who are thinking about this now that you've gone through it. And now you know so much, so much that you've written this book, Half My Size, would you recommend that they first talk to other patients who have undergone the procedure to kind of get a balanced view of what to expect? I I really think that the more people you can talk to, the better. Talk to surgeons, talk to other patients. And you, you will, like opinions, everyone has different different opinions, and they've had different outcomes. Um, I think your surgeons are probably your best group of folks to speak with, um, usually because, in my mind, they're looking at it from a clinical medical perspective. Um, they're, it's not, they're not um, emotionally involved um, with, you know, anything else. It's just, um, you know, very uh, clinically oriented. Um, they will tell you the facts. If, if you are compliant and you follow these rules, these are the you know these are how your outcomes should be. Um, when you talk to patients, you can also get wonderful stories and you can also get heartbreaking stories. Um, I, I'm a nurse and I you know I've seen a lot of different outcomes with the surgery and um, you know some of them it's just because the surgery doesn't go well, their body doesn't react to it well. Um, for some folks, it's because you know compliant. They try and eat cheeseburgers and bacon and peanut butter and things you aren't allowed to do after after a surgery like this. Um, it, at least you're not really regularly supposed to do them. Um, so it, you will get different perspectives based on who you talk to. So my, my best advice would be to talk to talk to surgeons, talk to different surgeons, go to those informational seminars, ask questions. And the cool thing about that is you'll be sitting in a room with other people that have questions so you can you can kind of hear the answers to those as well and kind of just wrap, try and wrap your brain around all these different you know questions and and what the answers are um and then you'll probably come up with some more of your own questions but getting that information is very key so if it takes going to some informational sessions and talking to doctors or sticking around after and talking to people that are thinking about having the surgery by all means do that you can also go to support group meetings for bariatric centers. They'll have them for folks that have, haven't had the surgery and folks that have. And you can hear the honest opinion from those folks that have gone through the process or are going through it. And, um, again, you'll hear, you'll hear everything from good, bad, to indifferent. But it's good. You should hear it. Wonderful. Now, can you share with us a little bit of the detail about your surgery? When was it and what type of surgery did you have? Yeah, my surgery was August 4th of 2009, and I had laparoscopic Roux-en-Y gastric bypass surgery. And, um, you know, there's a ton of different types of surgeries, but that that's the one that I had. Why did you choose that one? That surgery, I, I was presented with in one of those informational uh, sessions that I that I mentioned. I was, you know, they kind of went through different options. Um the gastric bypass procedure that I had, the Roux-en-Y, um, 
it's it seemed to be especially being laparoscopic it was minimally invasive um you know meaning that i'd have those those kind of like those puncture wounds if you've ever had your gallbladder out or anything um they don't have to you know cut you open open they can just do it laparoscopically with these little stab incisions um so it was minimally invasive there um the outcome from choosing that particular surgery as opposed to lap band or gastric sleeve or any of the others that are out there at the time i had my surgery which was 4 years ago that surgery was the most performed surgery with the highest, it had the most uh, data collected and, the, you know, the biggest track record for success versus failure. Um, the, the weight loss um, that, that patients that they had studied had experienced was greater than that of other bariatric procedures. Um, and also the long-term success rate was higher for those patients that had had the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass as opposed to other types of surgeries. And so th- those were all um, determining factors for me in choosing this procedure that I had. And I mentioned earlier that you went from 300 pounds to 150 pounds. Can you share with us how uh, that weight loss occurred? Was it an up-and-down thing and things progressively gotten better how and and how long of a period did it take for you to actually lose the weight i um had the surgery like i said august 4th of 2009 from that point forward i never gained a pound it just came it just started trickling trickling off um the weight loss process has been from folks i've talked to is different for everybody for me, it was about 25 pounds the first month. It kind of stayed about, you know, 20, 20 pounds or so um, for for that first uh, first year, roughly. I guess that would be the average each month. And um, in that, uh, so during probably by the next August, I had easily lost, um, I would say, 120 pounds or so. Um, and I never had a point where I. I started gaining weight back but there were a few few times where the weight loss slowed down maybe it was only 15 pounds that month maybe it was 10 but it seemed to average out at somewhere around 20 and um so i just you know i continued to do what i was supposed to be doing and i kept going and probably a year and six months after the surgery i had lost 150 pounds in total i'd say that last 30 pounds it took a while for that to come off um because I, my body was was <laughs> building all this muscle, um, and if your your listeners look at uh, some of the things in my book or um, go to my website, they'll see the photos I'm talking about, and my body has transformed completely. Um, but but it's a it's a full year and a half to two years of dedicated eating right and going getting that physical exercise component in place. It took two solid years to reach the 150 pound weight loss. And the fitness level, and and it's it's one thing to lose the weight; it's another thing to become fit. Um, I have been at this same fit, 150 pounds for an additional two years, and um, that's been that's been awesome. So, um, you know, I've never <laughs> been able to maintain a weight for so long. This is crazy, but I, it's it's really really um, awesome to be able to be here. Yeah, and I I really find that, as you said, awesome because the truth is uh, for many people who have had this surgery, it's not necessarily this uh, where they've had this 
weight loss and they've continued to lose weight. For some people, it's an up and down thing. So I think this is wonderful. And that's why I think people can learn so much from your journey because uh, the next part of our show, you'll show us that it's not uh, it's not just having the surgery and, and sit back and the weight goes off, that actually you have to be actively involved in keeping that weight off. So we're going to take a brief break for our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about about your challenges uh, having this surgery, if there were any. Sounds like you, you, you know, things were pretty smooth for you, but we'll find out. And we'll look at, you know, any surprises you had with the surgery and also what you've been doing to keep this weight off because you've been doing a great job doing so. So we'll be back briefly. Dr. Diane A. Thompson is a physician, writer, speaker, and radio host of the popular syndicated show, Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. You may also listen to her live on Atlanta Broadcasting Network, 1570 AM WIGO, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To contact Dr. Diane A. Thompson, go to her website and sign up for updates at drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thompson. Now back to our show. All right, so if you've uh, just joined us, uh, my guest today is Robin Robin, and uh, she is the author of the book, Half My Size. Uh, she's this inspirational woman who struggled with uh, various eating disorders as well as morbid obesity, and she went on to have gastric bypass and uh, lost 150 pounds, like a half a person, really. <laughs> and uh, has really managed to keep it off and uh, even more importantly has become very fit and continue to uh, remain healthy and fit and to share that information with others. So uh, I really love that she's on the show sharing her journey with gastric bypass uh, surgery. Um, you know, again, people who are listening to this show will wonder if you took the easy way out. You lost all this weight, but you it was aided by gastric bypass. So what what do you have to say to these people? Well, uh, it definitely, the gastric bypass surgery for me was a push in the right direction. It was, it was a nice kick in the butt, I'll tell you. Um, however, that little kick in the butt only... It's kind of like pushing off the wall when you start to swim laps. You only go for so long before you stop. And um, it helped me get get my mojo going in the right direction, but it was up to me at that point. Um, it's the hardest work I've ever done. And I think of it in this terms, this is what I like to tell folks. It is, it's, it's about as easy as changing everything about your, yourself that you've done wrong your entire life in terms of food and not exercising meaning it's definitely not easy. Um, I had to overcome a lot of mental obstacles um, because before I was 300 pounds, I was anorexic and I was bulimic. And before that, I was an overweight child. I have never been able to get the food and exercise thing right up until the last four years. Um, so in my mind, I would say to those folks that, that are, you know, doubters about the gastric bypass process and having it be an easy, you know, easy fix, it has been the hardest thing I've ever done because no matter what surgery you have or, or whatnot, they're operating on your stomach. They didn't operate on my brain. My brain still thinks in those dysfunctional patterns. Um, there's a lot of work that I have to do above the neck, so to speak, um, in, you know, to, to be compliant with the surgery. There's a lot, a lot more to it than just eating and exercise. 
And I wonder, uh, did you experience any challenge during the recuperation period? Did things go pretty smoothly for you, or did you have any any challenges at all? Well, fortunately, my surgery went very well. I didn't have any post-operative complications. Uh, My body was completely compliant with everything. And the reason I say that is there are a, a fair amount of folks that after a bariatric procedure, they can no longer tolerate milk and they become lactose intolerant. And that is pretty important in the sense that once you have a bariatric procedure, your your meal is like, like an ounce to two ounces. We're talking very small quantities of liquid at first is, is kind of how you start. Um, so to, to meet your nutritional requirements, being able to drink milk and put protein powder in milk is very important. It's, it's, it's very important. Um, so I'd say the biggest challenge is for me even though everything went really well with my surgery, has been meeting those nutritional requirements and getting on board with the exercise piece of of the puzzle. Um, Bariatric patients are prone to protein, calorie, malnutrition. You have to take a ton of vitamins, and those are now usually liquid vitamins because you can't swallow anything bigger than a baby aspirin. Um, You have to avoid all the foods you probably loved your entire life. You are no longer allowed to eat. You don't drink alcohol for at least a year. That was what I was advised not to do. Um, you you have to be careful with sugar because it can put you in a what they call dumping syndrome. There's a lot of different things that you have to now deal with. Um, that you know, it's one thing to go on a diet and you can cheat and you'd be like, oh, I cheated on my diet. It's another thing to have a bariatric procedure and cheat and you can get yourself landed in the hospital because the complications are are pretty dire. So. Um, for me, my biggest challenges were to follow the rules and stay nourished and, and stay healthy. And I'm really happy that you, you know, you definitely mentioned those things because, again, this surgery is not without uh, complications and it's certainly not without uh, certain things that you have to follow in order to make sure that you remain healthy. Um, was there anything that surprised you? about um, having this surgery? Was there anything that you're like, wow, I didn't know this, and you figured it out afterwards? Yeah, yeah. actually, there were a few things. You know, I went to a lot of uh, educational classes before I had the surgery. You have to go and get so many hours of information and, you know, um, understanding of what you're getting yourself into, quite honestly. Um, What surprised me most was after I had the surgery, and I'm still, you know, I'm in the hospital for the next day. They came and brought me my lunch, so to speak. And they took the lid off of the little tray, and underneath this little, on this plate, were two NyQuil-sized, one-ounce cups, cups of liquid. And one was broth and one was sugar-free grape juice. And um, I, my eyes just popped out of my head, and I thought, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? I mean, it, it, it literally floored me and I thought what have I done it felt like I jumped out of a plane and I didn't know if my parachute was going to open it was like this panic set in because I don't think I really realized how much food was my was my buddy I mean that was what I got through life with was I overate and I coped with that food and no I didn't have that anymore I couldn't do that anymore um so that that was really eye-opening to me that um, regardless of having had the inter- information ahead of time, when it actually happened, it completely floored me. Um, I knew it was coming. I, they told me this is what I was going to be doing and drinking and all this and how small the quantities were going to be, and I understood that. 
but when it was right there in front of me, it, it took on a whole new feeling. Um, so I was I was pretty floored. <laughs> I'm sure for a lot of people, you certainly hear that, but to actually see that, it's uh, it's a very different thing. And mm-hmm. and so that surprised you, but was there anything that you uh, regretted about having the surgery? Um, you know. I, I can't say that there's one thing that I've regretted. Um, I have been very fortunate, like I mentioned, that my body has cooperated tremendously. Um, all of my, you know, they check all of your electrolytes and every everything, all the labs I've had done and checked, I'm, I'm good. The only thing I have to watch for is I, I'm anemic and I'm prone to iron deficiency um, as well as other things, but that just seems to be the only area where my body needs a little help. I take an extra iron supplement um, quite often, um, but but there, I have no regret, regrets. Everything has been beyond my wildest expectation. I I can't I can't say that um, there's anything I would do differently. And I'm actually just extremely grateful that bariatric surgery is an option, that it was an option for me, and that I have been able to be willing every day to recommit to what it takes to be successful as a bariatric patient. And I have to recommit to that every day. And that's great. I mean, that is something that, and even with, with just managing your weight or anything that you've committed to, a lot of times it's a daily thing. You have to commit to doing what you need to do every day. And I know that for you, a big part of this journey is exercise and keeping fit. Can you talk a little bit about that? How important is exercise after having this surgery? So people out there who are contemplating this, they don't think that you have the surgery and you sit back and the weight just melts off. Um, how important is, is, is exercise to this? I, I almost fell into that trap of, of sitting back and just saying, hey, the weight's coming off. I'm not going to need this exercise business. I'm good. And I was sitting on the couch one day, it was a cold November day, and I didn't want to go exercise, but I had promised that I would do it. After surgery, I said I would walk a half hour a day. So I'm kind of doing this debate back and forth, and for whatever reason, I get up off the couch, I go to my car, I I say, fine, I'll go to the gym. I turn on the car, the radio comes on, I never listen to the radio, and it, this at this time, you know, it was, I don't know, it was the biggest loser contestant. They were talking about how they had lost their weight. And the message that I heard, it takes about two two to three minutes to get to the YMCA right by my house where I work out. And the message that came over the radio was, no matter how you achieve your weight loss, you will not maintain it unless you change your lifestyle. And I just looked up and I said, okay, I heard the message loud and clear, got it. I walked through the doors of the gym and I've never looked at it differently. It's all, I've looked at it differently. I, I will never take for granted the ability to go work out and to get physically active. You know, I told myself, you're fat, you're not dead, you know, get in there, get moving. And, um, and I started to look at it as an opportunity and not a burden and that I was healthy enough, you know, still a large woman at that time, but definitely healthy enough to be in there and to start moving slowly, but but surely, as they say. Um, and uh, you know, thank goodness, because exercise has has been crucial. I have kept my weight off, and my my firm belief is, I have kept this weight off and achieved this fitness level because I've been willing to get in there and to put the time in and to work out. And um, you know, had I not done that, I. 
you know, fitness wasn't really a goal for me in the beginning, but losing the weight certainly was. And if you are that person that was just wanting to, to lose some weight and to, to get your life back, you will not be able to maintain that long term unless you set yourself up with new healthy patterns of lifestyle behavior. And for me, that's, that's getting fitness um, as a priority in my life five days a week. Wonderful. Now, I always like to leave our listeners with a tip of the week, something tangible that they can implement right away. And so for a person who's struggling with obesity and perhaps they're thinking about bariatric surgery, uh, you haven't gone through this. What one piece of advice would you share with them? I would want to share with them that your focus needs to become being strong, strong as a person, as a human being, as an individual in, in all areas of your life. That strength starts with a lot of folks with their physical strength. Um, strong is where you're focused, not on size, not on weight, not on how skinny you are, but on how strong you are. And if you can get moving, you will become stronger. And I love to tell people, no matter how slow you go, you were always lapping the guy that's sitting on the couch. So if you are, in, you are obese and you need to get moving, if you have feet and tennis shoes and legs that work, you can start moving right now. I like that. I like that. How may our listeners get a hold of you? And, of course, your book, your book which is called Half My Size. Yes, um, they can get a hold of me um, on my website, getyourstrongon.net. I would love it if they would go to YouTube and look for my video. It's called My Road to Strong. Uh, that is four minutes and 43 seconds of inspiration and hope for anybody who needs it. And um, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Robin Robin, and Twitter and all, those, all that stuff. Um, you can also find my book on Amazon. And again, like you said, it's called Half My Size. And um, I truly encourage anyone who is you know, considering bariatric surgery or who has had it and struggling or just struggling in general with weight, and eating disorders and lifestyle change. Give it a read. It's it's uh, it's something. Thank you so much, Robin, for being on the show. As I said to you before, I think you're such an inspiration. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Dr. Diane. I appreciate it. Wonderful. And for you, the listeners, I will leave you with the quote of the week, and it's by Buddha. And it says, Your work is to discover your world, and then with all your heart, Give yourself to it. And in this case, whether it is fitness or whatever your passion is, uh, your goal is to find it and really immerse yourself in it. Again, remember, your health is your wealth, so please do something healthy for yourself this week. And until I see you next time on the broadcast, take care of yourself. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drdianeathompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.